You're listening to the No Farting Around Show. We're all about taking your marketing and business from the toilet to the bank. I'm your host, Ashley Mae Fernandez, and this is the only show where making a disruptive noise smells like success. Each week, I interview high-level disruptors who are making a big stink in their industry by doing things their own way while you listen in and ask a question or two. Talk show, live studio audience style. Expect all things marketing, messaging, money, and mindset, and only strategies that don't include farting and darting or treating your clients like an afterthought. So if you're ready to stop farting around and actually scale your business, let's cut to the cheese and get on with the show. I have the most amazing guest on with me today. And before I even introduce her, I just want you guys to know that the guest I have on today is not only an amazing, like basically one of my business besties, I would say, and that sounds very fluffy, but (laughs) she's one of my business besties, but she is also the genius behind all of the creative things on this podcast. Like, I'm not even kidding. The no farting around, the intro, all this, everything that you guys have been saying, I love so much. I owe it all to this guest. So I'm going to introduce the one and only Katie Pinnell. Hello, Katie. Welcome. Hey, Ashley. (laughs) The best intro ever. Best intro ever. So, Katie, I'm going to read your bio really quick. I have all my guests send me a third person bio to introduce them. And I just have to read Katie's because I would not expect anything less from her. And it's brilliant. So I'm going to read it. And then Katie, I'm going to turn it over to you. And we can start talking about what we're going to be talking about today is basically how to spice up your messaging and your copy so that you get not only visible, but you get paid too, right? Like it's, and she's the queen at it. I'm going to just go ahead and say she's the queen. Let me read her bio really quick because you guys will just know from her bio how amazing she is and how much I literally love her. So Katie isn't usually a fan of third person bios, but she loves to be introduced because it makes her feel fancy. So here's what she wants you to know. As a copywriter and creative director, Katie gives brands breadwinning personality and they give her testimonials like, oh my gosh, you just made me cooler online than I am in real life. Paraphrasing, of course. But she isn't a New York Times bestselling author, a speaker of any cloudy title, but her cat went viral on TikTok, so that counts for something. (laughs) And when Katie isn't writing, sorry, it keeps going back. So when Katie isn't writing for six and seven figure entrepreneurs, She's probably rewriting her third person bio because these are awkward or playing a big gig with her rock star husband. All true. Can we just give you a round of applause (laughs) for the best third person bio I've ever read? Seriously, when she said that, I laughed that loud because I just was like, man, this is so Katie and I cannot wait, wait, wait to have her on this show. So first, Katie, again, welcome. And I would love to maybe just introduce to them how you got started in copywriting and i'm asking you this question because i know but how did you get started in copywriting and really what was the whole theme around the spicy Mm -hmm. we're going to get into it but i'm going to let her introduce and then we'll keep going so yeah what was kind of your background into becoming a copywriter okay so i guess i can't really answer this without going into my full backstory so (laughs) Full backstory, I was first introduced to entrepreneurship because I did off-brand Disney princess parties. I would dress up as a princess that I can't say legally, dress up as a princess, go sing happy birthday to sticky-fingered children, and then go back to this woman's house. (laughs) She ran this business out of her basement. And I noticed like all, I mean, we had parties every weekend and there were, I mean, all the princesses, you name it, there was a princess for it. And that's when I was first introduced to entrepreneurship and how you can make tons of money by like running a business out of your basement and sending girls off in homemade costumes. (laughs) So, I mean, that's kind of like, I was like, wait, this is an actual job. So I decided to pitch myself to my party princess boss. I pitched myself and said, Hey, so I am getting a degree in PR and I have all these marketing classes, all these advertising classes. Can I kind of help our social media, redo our website a little bit, and maybe all of us princesses will get more bookings. So that's exactly what I did. I wrote her an entire PR plan, marketing plan, revamped the copy on the website, 
started taking over social media. I did a photo shoot with all the girls, planned it, got the photographer, all the things, and just really pitched myself in that position. And I loved it. I was like, ooh, so all of us are making more money. All of us have more gigs. There's really something to this. So then I worked other, after I graduated college and stopped, took off my ball gown. (laughs) He started working as a marketing director for other children's performing arts studio because my background is in musical theater. So I knew I still wanted to do the quote unquote practical thing, but not fully give up my acting, singing, all that fun stuff. Hence the part about rock star husband. Rock star husband, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't have, she has a pretty incredible rock star. <laughs> rock star husband, can you <laughs> speak obviously, who is literally we laugh. Katie and I talk all the time, especially on Zoom and her little, her sweet husband, Chase, he is so sweet. He'll come in and it's like, I see all of a sudden an arm come in my view with like a sandwich or a coffee, like bringing Katie coffee. And we laugh because my husband does the exact same thing. My husband's not a rock star. He's a cowboy, but it's just funny because it's, it's, you know, we, what would we, what would we be without our husbands, right? Like, no, I don't know what we would be. No idea. But yeah, he's, he's the best. Shout out to Chase on the podcast. Yeah, shout out to Chase. <laughs> so anyway, I, I was doing marketing stuff for other performing arts venues and decided to do it myself, take it online and offer my marketing services to lots of different people. And I was working with lots of different clients, doing all the different marketing tasks, and it was exhausting. And I really wasn't gaining any, any kind of traction in my business at all. So I found you, Ashley, and I was like, I need to do something other than what I'm doing. And my favorite part is this writing part. And I think that's probably the part I'm best at. And I was just really, I just kind of need permission. I need somebody to validate that this is what I should be doing. And I need that permission to go all in on the one part of my business that I actually enjoy and ditch all the rest. And that's exactly what you helped me do. And then since I switched to strictly copywriting, after I did everything else under the sun marketing, my business blew up. And that's when the whole chili lime thing happened. And that's the, uh-huh. I, I said the word already, chili lime. <laughs> that's okay. We'll get to it. But yeah, guys, actually, it's really funny. So I am from North Carolina and Katie is in Georgia. So we are basically, we're almost neighbors, almost neighbors. But it was funny because she posted in a Facebook group and she was like, I am all over the place. I just need someone to literally like, let me spill all my ideas of what I'm doing and someone just help me make sense of it. And Ashley DeLuca, who's also been on the podcast and was was a client of mine at the time, saw it and she immediately said, you need Ashley Mae Fernandez, go contact Ashley Mae Fernandez. So Katie messaged me and uh, we went back and forth a few times in the DMs. And then she said, I said, yeah, let's jump on a call. And I can just kind of help you. I walk my clients through this kind of process to help them pinpoint really what they love doing. Let's do it. And so Katie and I got on a call and about four hours later, four hours, four hours later, guys, wow. like we just connected so much. About four hours later, we ended up getting to the, you know, basically becoming best friends, almost like the best business friends. And then really honing in that she was a copywriter. And it took me two seconds to figure it out. Like when she was telling me everything, I was like, girl, you are a copywriter. Like you are very good. And, you know, I, and I help a ton of people with messaging. So I have a a lot of experience in copywriting. I just don't like to write copy for people. Like I will help you dig out the messaging, but then I want to give you the permission to go and do it yourself. Right. So I don't actually do like copywriting, but I do help you figure out your messaging. Right. And so it was just funny because when I was talking to Katie, I was like, oh my God, she is better than like half of these people out here making all this money. (laughs) Like, you know, anyways, it was just really good. So we have been, and I don't know how many, was that like what, maybe two years ago, maybe, maybe not even. Two two years this year. Yeah, two years this year. like a year and a half. Yeah, so two years this year. And we started working together and she blew up. And I remember you literally like, oh my God, I think you had $17,000 in contracts one month, right? Mm-hmm. Was that it? Yeah. And she's like, I just couldn't fathom this. And I was like, that's what happens when you literally stay in your zone of genius and you just go hard. And she's also probably one of the easiest clients I've ever worked with because again, she knew her voice and she found it and she, and she raved with it. And really what we're talking about on, on the podcast today is how to create spicy messaging. And she already said it, right? 
But I ask all of my guests, because again, this podcast is about disruptors. This podcast is about people who are doing things differently in their industry. And Katie is 1000% one of those people. So I always ask my guests, what is one thing you don't agree with? And so Katie, I want you to talk about the thing that you really did not agree with and how you kind of created this whole concept, which then turned into this whole creative direction brand that you have based off of this one thing that you did not believe in and yeah, how it blew up. So what was the one thing you did not agree with? one thing. One thing. I was going to say maybe some of the other things, but the thing that you did not agree with that land that, that, that allowed you to come to the conclusion of creating this big household name that you are now, like when someone, like literally I use this phrase as like, Ben, my husband even uses this phrase now because (laughs) it's literally, it's become a, a whole thing, right? Like it's become a whole thing. So what is it? What was that thing that you did not agree with in the industry? So I didn't agree with templates, templates, but especially the I help who do what bio. Uh, can we just burn I help statement? That's what I'm trying to do. Right? Been there, done that, as you would say, burn the t-shirt, right? Like she literally sure. wrote that on my, on my website and I was like, man, that's amazing. That's so true. So yeah. What, yeah. what else? I, I, like, I have something in mind. Okay, but I don't okay. know if you're going to say it, but what okay, else? So I the, I t- the I help template is what I burned. I also burned, um, if we're talking about what else do people put on t-shirts? Oh, coffee, coffee addictions. Oh. I, I talk about that a lot. Everyone has coffee on every page they write on their website. So I help coffee. I, I'm trying to read you. What is, what is it that I'm trying not to say? You, I, what I was going with is the whole method that you came up with was around like the phrase in the industry says, be clear, not clever, right? Mm-hmm. And you were very much so like, you can definitely be both. Yes, 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 yeah. So that's, that's what I came to. Yes, absolutely. So when I, that, that goes full circle. So when I started with the I help statement, we go all the way full circle to my solution to the I help statement was introducing this chili lime bio instead. And I use the phrase chili lime because everyone else is using this template and they're so salt and pepper. It's just so vanilla, so boring. And even that phrase, when people say, I don't want to be cookie cutter, I don't want to be vanilla, even that's boring because we hear that all the time. All the time. So I said salt and pepper, same meaning metaphors. Metaphors are like my copywriting secret weapon because you just get them. Our brains comprehend metaphors and they make comprehending other things so much easier because we use a metaphor to make it make sense. So if I say... I want to be the chili lime in a spice rack of salt and pepper. Chili lime is that unexpected taste sensation. It's weird, but it totally works. And that's why the whole chili lime thing worked. It was the solution to the boring salt and pepper. I help who do what? And the chili lime alternative was different. And it also backed up my belief that you can still have cutesy, clever, creative copy. And it makes sense Yes, because you're using it within you're using it based upon something that's already clear. So creativity only can flourish once you have clarity. So if I know that my problem with my industry is everyone saying, I want to stand out, but they're using templates, which are boring and cookie cutter, quote unquote. Yeah. The creative, the creativity, the creative part comes out of having clear messaging and knowing exactly who you are, what makes you different. Then you can use some sort of creative concept around that. I no farting around. <laughs> exactly. Right? Like people understand, like, I mean, if you, I, I, even like with me now, because we, we just kind of did this concept, right, of the whole like farting, like farting, my southern, really southern, my southern bell came out and not yes. farting concept, right? Like I always use this phrase and why this came about is I always use this phrase of like, don't fart and dart in your marketing. And what that came about was I was seeing all these freaking people in the industry just go in and drop all of their crap, drop their pitches, drop who they are, their I help statement. And like someone would say, hey, I'm looking for a coach. And you come in and be like, hey, I help you, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, first of all, you don't, like you have to build the relationship, right? Like you can't just fart and dart. When you fart and you dart, you just like, it smells bad. It stinks. You're just dropping all of your crap and then you're walking away expecting them to take action. 
Mm-hmm. And that was like something I say all the time. And I got known for that in my Facebook group. Everyone would always laugh when I said fart and dart. And so no joke, I even remember one person filling out a, I remember one person filling out a, I'm sorry, looking for an application to work with me. And they said, I've been taught the fart and dart method of marketing. And I died laughing because I was like, look, it's already a thing. They know, they know yeah. the fart and dart method, right? And so I started saying like, no farting around guys like it's stop farting around and that's kind of what where this whole brand this whole brand came on and because when i had this when i had this idea for a podcast i thought i was crazy and so i of course messaged katie and katie is my you know creative brain like she is the she is the person i come to anytime i'm feeling like a creative block and i said Katie, is this crazy? Is this is this dumb? Like if I had a podcast all around farting and the tagline be something like taking your marketing from the toilet to the bank, she was like, absolutely not. There is so many things we could do with this. This is amazing. And so I've just started to own farts. And I even have said in, a, in previous episodes, if I start getting DMs where people are making fart noises or they start screenshotting like farting and darting messages to me of like, man, this person dropped this in my inbox today. They cracked in my inbox or in my DMs. Look at this. This is awful. If I start getting those messages, I'm going to be just so happy, right? Because it's, I want to be known. And Katie came out of left field with this chili lime bio, okay? And I, at first you're like chili lime bio and she just explained what it was, but this is now literally a thing. Like I even use this with my clients. I'm like, yeah, we need to chili lime this. And I even like use it as a phrase. It's so funny. But now everyone knows, like I mentioned Katie Pinnell, they know chili lime. They're like chili lime. And I also will say like the chili lime bio, we did it for mine. And of course, Katie was like, I want to get rid of all the coffee. And I'm like, listen though, like I understand I'm not trying to build my personality or my brand around coffee. But one thing that I also was known for, every time I did an Instagram stories, it was always when I was reheating my coffee because that was when I was taking a break. And I'm like, oh, I'm taking a break. I'm just going to do some Insta stories. And so almost every single day when I was reheating my coffee, I do Insta stories and people would start sending me like screenshots of them reheating their coffee. And it became a thing and they started laughing. They're like, here goes Ashley reheating her coffee again. It's yep. reheat your coffee time. So it started to become this thing. And so I, I like was telling Katie about that. And so we put it in my chili lime bio, we put it in there. And so I have a reheated coffee drinker. And the amount of DMs that I get or anything saying, oh my God, I laughed out loud when I read reheated coffee drinker, same girl. Even sending me pictures of their reheated coffee, people who had just added me as a friend, took a picture of them drinking their coffee and sent it to me and said, I've reheated this three times today, right? And it was relatable too, because I am a mom of a three-year-old. I now have a five-month-old. But my, when my three-year-old used to stay home with me, it was like, I never had time to actually drink hot coffee, yep. right? And so that was, I think, the exception. That was like, you're like, listen, I can accept that. It's okay. But really the whole point of the Chili Lime Bio was to get you noticed. Yeah. And that part that you were just talking about, that's what I refer to as the talking point in the Chili Lime Bio. Chili Lime Bio is three parts. Your title has to be very clear. If you're a business coach, say you're a business coach. You're not some sort of tactical. Not some mompreneur. Yeah, not none of that. There was one that we saw. It was like tactician or something. Yeah, yeah. Something super weird. Title, tag. And your tag is kind of like your tagline. What's your quick, easy go-to? This is what I do statement. This is the part that replaces I help. And then the talking point. And the talking point is the biggest, the difference in the I help bio versus a Chili Lime bio is because we all make sales decisions based on the emotional part of the brain. So we have to bring in some sort of emotional element to the bio, because even, even, you know, when we think about it, I like to compare it kind of to like a dating profile app, you know, Mm -hmm. you swipe right on that person. If they make you laugh, or if they say something that's different or interesting, or you want to know more about them, it creates, it impresses them it intrigues them, or it's just funny. And The same thing goes in sales and copywriting is a sales game. It's not a marketing. It's got nothing to do with marketing. Really. It's about sales and sales is emotional. So you have to bring some sort of humanizing element to your bio, because even as something as simple as a DM or a follow, that's a conversion. 
So you have to have something in that chili line bio that says, Hey, I want to follow you. And it could be just as simple as I never drink my coffee hot. I mean, it's just as simple as that. Yeah. And it's true. And I love that you even said like copywriting is a sales game, not a marketing game, because as a marketing consultant and a strategist, so many people confuse marketing and sales and they think they're very much similar. Right. But you know, and I love also that you said sales is done on emotion. Right. And I, and I always talk about how, let me, let me rephrase that. So a lot of times I say don't sell on emotion. And what I mean by that backing it up is that you have to first market to the thought, then you're able to sell on the emotion because the way that our brains work is that our thought drives everything. Our thought drives our feeling, our feelings drive our actions, our actions drive our results. So when you have, you have to in your marketing speak to the thought and then in the sales is when you can start to really play on that emotion. So I love that you said that and that like always, I was like, I really want to backtrack on that because I do say all the time, like, don't sell on emotions because I'm speaking to that person who thinks, okay, marketing and sales are the same thing. I need to market. And when we, and a lot of the times people just want to feel seen, heard, and understood. They want to feel seen, heard, and understood, and they want to feel related to. And what I see a lot of the times in marketing is a lot of people will market on just the feeling or they'll market on just the result or they'll market on just the action. And when you're doing just that, right? Like I even have a good diagram over here. I drew it for my, for what I'm going to be speaking on at the event in Montana that I'm going to be at. Then a lot of the times people, when they just speak on the feeling or the emotion, they're saying, oh, I hear you. They feel heard. They're like, oh man, I feel, I feel heard. Cause you can hear an emotion. You can hear a laughter. You can hear a sigh, you hear a grunt, right? They're saying, I feel heard. And then they'll move up the, the ladder and they might start doing content on results. And the results allows people to say, oh, I see. I see you're going to get me that result. So they feel seen. And then if you're doing both, they're like, oh yeah, I feel seen and I feel heard. But then you have to also talk about the actions, right? That's the, oh, I get it. I see you're gonna do this. This is how you're going to get me to that result. This is, and the feeling is why you're doing it. But what everyone misses is the who. Mm -hmm. And the who is, literally creating content on the thought because the thought is specific to who Mm -hmm. right and so anyways i love that that you said that and and i'm like really excited about this whole map i just (laughs) i'm talking about like people want to feel seen heard and understood and to feel seen heard and understood you have to first literally market on the thought and and basically what's what i'm looking for change that thought shift (laughs) that thought right and Chili so lime that thought. What? What'd you Chili say? Chili lime that thought. Chili lime that thought. I love that. Chili lime that thought. Basically, take that thought and just say, mm, question it. Is yeah. that really true? Put it in a metaphor. I love that you said metaphor early because earlier, because I always do that with my clients. They'll say something like, I just feel like I need to work really hard and do all these things, then I'll have success. And I'm like, mm, so you're saying, Hard work equals success. Do you know someone who works really hard and is not successful? And they're like, yeah. Yep. Hmm, there's a good metaphor. And I'm like, look, because it's not about working hard. You can work hard all day long, but if the actions you're working hard on aren't the right actions, you're going to be ending up working hard on all the wrong actions and the actions are what equals success. And then they're like, oh, I just chili limed it. I just chili limed the thought. So I love that you said that. So I also want to go in and I, I want to ask you another question because you've now kind of taken this turn into helping people do creative direction as well as, you know, copywriting, doing the creative direction and building your entire business around some creative concept. So I'd love to talk about what your creative concept is. And then we can even talk about how you're helping me with my creative concept because it, it hasn't actually fully launched yet. Like it's, it's behind the scenes. We've been doing a lot behind the scenes. But I also maybe give a tip or a strategy on how someone can also find that one creative thing. For me, it was obviously farts, right? Like who one really wants to, like, I remember you saying something like, I never thought my parents would think that I was making farts a lucrative thing, but yeah. What is a tip or a strategy? Check. <laughs> check, right? Like check, I mean, farts are lucrative for somebody. 
But um, I want to talk about your brand first. What is your creative? And talk about how you came to that concept of your creative brand. And then what is a tip or a strategy on maybe someone who could find that one piece that they could build this, you know, really creative brand on? Yeah, this is my favorite thing to talk about. So (laughs) I'm going to try not to ramble too much. But basically the creative concept, see, in your mind, you started with, I say fart all the time. But that still was backed up to a message. Same thing with me. My whole brand is this like 50s retro housewife, but ironic because I'm a terrible housewife. Like Ashley mentioned, my husband brings me my food and coffee. (laughs) I'm a terrible housewife. But that was based on my message that canned coffee sucks and it's never going to sound like you. There's no personality to it. So I developed this entire brand, my entire concept around the irony of having a canned message. And then I made all of my products, my graphic designer, she's absolutely fantastic. She made all of my products look like cans. So this is, this was my, my message that I turned into a concept. My message was canned copy sucks. Then I made it ironic, just like my housewife thing. Ironic is kind of where mine started. Yours started with a metaphor, Ashley. Mm -hmm. So Mine started with the irony of all of my stuff, all of my templates that I sell, they're not really templates. They're more like structure. They're more like outlines. They're more like prompts for you to dig into your own message. So you're not using canned copy, but it all has this cute retro canned branding. So that's where mine started with the whole chili lime thing. So we had the chili lime, which was like a pantry, which was like canned copy, which was another message that I'm like really passionate about. Then it developed to be even bigger into this whole housewife. Oh, well, I'm just going to keep running with the irony thing, but that's awesome because I'm a terrible housewife, but I'm a much better breadwinner. So that's very ironic for the whole character of a fifties housewife anyway. So in that way, it also still kind of scratches my musical theater itch because I'm stepping into a character. And really that's all about your creative concept is developing this character for yourself that is still true to you. And it has elements of your actual person but it's still giving your brand a personality without sacrificing what it means to have a personal brand. And the difference between that is, you know, your brand has its own personality. You can still be a personal brand and have that personality, but you don't have to make your entire brand so vulnerable and and quote unquote authentic and all these other things that we see pushed around a lot when we're talking about personal brands. Yeah, that's another tangent. You, you yeah, smell I mean, it coming. <laughs> I, you know, Whitney's on the spot. See Whitney, and we want to scream at the word authentic. Me and Whitney, she's literally like stabbing her eye with her pen. Yeah, we because if you and you say all the time, if you have to say you're authentic, you're not being authentic. Totally. Same thing. With chili lime and being different. If you have to announce that you're different, it's not different. It's not different. Yeah. And you know, it's funny that you say that because I've seen your, obviously I've seen this whole concept come to life with you and you are probably one of the most creative people that I know. And so, you know, what I heard in that message was try to figure out maybe what is something that makes you different and kind of build it around. And then also like maybe using a metaphor. Right. And Mm -hmm. I also loved basically that you were talking about playing the character and You know, for a really long time for me, I was very afraid to use my voice and to talk about things. I thought I had to either be really vulnerable or I had to be really professional. Yep. And I didn't know the middle ground. And if you know me in real life, first of all, I am fluent in sarcasm. I'm incredibly sarcastic. I'm also very direct right? Like I am the friend who's like, do these pants look good? And I'm like, no, they look awful. Take them off now. I am that friend, right? Like in, or the one you're dating a guy and he is bad news. I'm the person like, what the flip are you thinking? Look at him. He sucks. Get rid of him, right? Like I'm that friend. And for a long time, it was like, I felt like I was either going way ends of the spectrum. Either I was being very, very vulnerable and being like, oh, you need to relate to me, super graceful. Hey, sweet friend. Like all of a sudden, I remember you laughing when you were reading me. You were like, actually, what is this? I remember the first time you were reading my copy. And, or going to the really like almost a little bit too harsh and direct, right? And I just never felt like myself. And then finally, like this whole farting concept, I've even told you like, it so feels like me because at the time, fart is not serious, right? Like we all, we all think farts are funny right? Like we all think farts are funny. And I, and I love that place to my Enneagram sevens. I like the adventurer, the funny, like let's, 
let's not take things too seriously. But then on the other side, I am like the no, no farting around, be committed, get it done. So it's like, I have the best of both worlds. And it's, it's just been so much easier for me to really be able to step into my voice and own that I am this fun, silly, I make mistakes, farts are funny, very immature, still act like a child. Also the, I'm going to tell it to you straight because I'm, there's no fart around here, right? Like, yeah. I love that I've done that. And you've, and you've honestly brought that out in me and, and I can't thank you enough for it. Yeah. Well, but, that's the beauty of having a creative concept. It drives everything in your business from the way you name things. So all of my oh. stuff is named around my ironic housewife pantry, very kitchen-esque chili lime theme. Same with you and your podcast episode, podcast and all of your offers going forward. Everything is centered around this concept. So it yeah. makes content creation, it makes your messaging, it makes everything such a no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, even going down to your images. Yes. Everything. Which it, we just guys wait, wait for my photos to come out. Oh my gosh, we are gonna have the best, the best time ever. It's gonna include toilets, it's gonna include <laughs> flowers, there's roller skates in there. I mean, like it's kind of a 70s-ish vibe, which is you're gonna be like, what? Um, I will tell you this too, Kenny. I haven't even told you this yet. I was going through my method yesterday and I changed my method to the well not like my actual method with my offer but one thing I'm talking about of how our brains we think they operate operate is the shark method so I'm literally talking about sharks and I'm saying you 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 want to have a little fart but then you have a big old mess and instead of sharding you need to shift <laughs> and I'm so I'm playing on the word so it's like we don't shark we shift and so anyways it's it's hilarious because I'm doing thought shifting content and I was like I have Absolutely. To this is going to be so great that's but that's so even to play on words right because usually when you shark you really do have to you know do something else so anyways I just thought that was I thought that was so creative and it's great and it's all fueled by that creative concept which was rooted in your core message Yes. So we do have a question from Ashley. Ashley, do you want to come live and um, ask this question? I can unmute you. Yes, Ashley. Okay, go ahead. Yes, I was like, I have to be unmuted by the master. I am seriously so incredibly excited. I absolutely love you, Katie. As you know, I adore you. So my question is, if you are pitching for a podcast specifically, and not necessarily like the full length of here's all my awesomeness, but in the like podcast groups where you're trying to get the host's attention in those really long um, lines or the line of comments, do you have any tips on how you can stick out in those specific threads? Yes. So my first tip right off the top of my head is you do not ever want to say, Hey, I'm a great podcast guest. Like there's no reason why else you would be commenting on that. <laughs> Ashley. Yeah. Like why else would you be commenting on that? And that's when everyone sees that, right? Everyone does that. Even back to the, like, I'm looking for a coach. Hey, I'm a coach. Exactly. Well, <laughs> exactly. And that seems like the most no brainer, but yet everyone does that. So if you're looking to stand out, don't start with the most obvious piece. Like you've just lost yourself. They're not going to read past that line. So I want to actually bring up Ashley's pitch if I can, because this was my, my favorite thing probably that I've ever written. <laughs> and so Ashley obviously has the no farting around show and her whole concept. So this is again, the importance of having some sort of concept. So the opening to Ashley's pitch that we worked on for when she pitches to other people and when she's pitching to get guests onto her show was let's cut to the cheese. And then we just said, you know, and the rest of the pitch after that. So it takes her concept, but it goes straight to the point. So instead of just waiting around for the good part about, I can talk on this subject, this subject, this subject, you say something immediately that's like, wait, what? That, that's kind of funny. And it doesn't always have to be humor-based, but the biggest thing is to make sure that it just grabs their attention. So you can quote, um, you can use a quote, you can drop a statistic or a result that you've gotten for someone, something that's like really eye-catching, but I usually find that humor works best just to kind of like break the ice and immediately draw their attention. And so by saying, let's cut to the cheese, you automatically assume in your brain that it's going to say, let's cut to the chase. So you, you go skip to that line because you're like, oh, some, someone's going to get straight to the point. And then you say, it says cheese instead of chase. And now you're even more intrigued and you definitely are going to keep reading to the next line. And the next line is where she then introduces or you introduce why you should even be on the show. Does that make sense? Oh, I have to unmute her again. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, Ash. There you you are totally good. No, that totally makes sense. I mean, I was even just sitting here and I was like, so before your coffee gets cold, but then I was like, Katie does not allow me to talk about coffee. So maybe I'll have to figure out something with like guacamole, like before your guac turns brown or something yeah. like that, you know, in terms That's of what the long funny. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool beans. Perfect. Thank awesome. you. You're welcome. Anyone else have a question or even like one-on-one -on -one hot seat coaching, if you want to maybe even try to figure out like, hey, I really like this and get, get Katie's advice on a really creative concept of some sort, raise your hand and I'm like gonna call Whitney out because I see Whitney over here like, listen, <laughs> Whitney, do you want to? She's like, ooh, can I, I'm gonna unmute you, okay? She's like, yeah, let's do it because I unmute. I, Whitney, I'm gonna preface this. Whitney, I don't know if you know Katie or if you guys know each other, Whitney not is like, my, not like this. Yeah, Whitney is like my friend who is very, very direct, very opinionated. We're both Enneagram 8s, right? And so she has some very strong opinions and she is not afraid to talk about them. So I think this would be actually a really great, a really great thing, yeah. Whitney, to even have some type of creative concept for you. I um, was just thinking that when I was listening to you guys talk about yours and you've shared some of the things that you and Katie are doing with yours, like just when we're having conversation and I'm like, I, I think I'm at a place in my business where I'm like, that would serve me so well right now because I'm kind of leaning into that. I love that you called me out because I'm going to take a negative and I want Katie to make it a positive. I, you know, I had to release a client last week that was just becoming very toxic. But interestingly, when we got on this kind of exit call, she, she didn't mean it to be a compliment, but as I've been processing it, I'm like, Ooh, I want to lean into that. She basically accused me of being very ranty and very like, she kept calling me ranty and she meant it to be like, you're so ranty and everything's just there. And at first I was like, well, this is fascinating. But the more I've owned it, like I did a podcast episode on Friday and I was like, well, I guess I'm going to be ranty again. And I'm like, I'm totally ranty and I want to be ranty and I want to be shouty and ranty. And like, because part of my platform is that was squashed out of me for so long by, by the church. And, and I love the church. I grew up in the church, but I couldn't be myself for so long that now part of what I do with women is I'm going to show you how to make money in your business just by like being yourself. Wouldn't that be nice? Like that is the strategy here. So I don't know, Katie, where do we go with that? But like, I really, when she said it, I was just like, and yeah, I'm going to be. And so I just felt myself on the podcast Friday being like, I'm going to be ranty again and wanting to lean into this. Like I'm kind of ranty and I'm kind of like loud and I'm kind of like in your face and there's people that love it. So what are your thoughts? Yeah. So you can, again, so think about a metaphor. What are some metaphors that you see come up in your life over and over again with loud or maybe rebellious or just like, what is, what does yeah. that look like? How can you conceptualize and visualize what that means to be loud, to be ranty, to be out there? What does out there really mean? Is it, does it mean, does it look like you wearing this like crazy outfit hitchhiking on the highway and like everyone notices you and you're just like out there, like, I'm not afraid to be who I am. Like, what does that look like visually? And then take that back and see how you can actually turn those visuals into words. So that's, that's my first tip. The other thing are, what are some other, what are some synonyms, that's a word I can yeah, never like <laughs> some synonyms for what you're doing. So what else does it look like to get paid to be yourself? Cause I do the same thing, Yeah. but you and I are in different industries. Right. How can you chili lime the way you do it versus the way I do it? And then start there with your concept to bring up Ashley's again with the fart, the whole farting thing. I'm Ashley and I are really good friends. So we've talked about lots of different things. Ashley also has this concept that her, her inverse of the fart is fresh. So if it sucks, it's farty, but if it's good, it's fresh. So that's also taking an inverse. So you can take an inverse of what does that mean to be loud and then how do your clients feel when they are at peace and things are quieter in their soul, in their heart, mm, because they don't yeah. have to be so loud all the time because maybe loud is the rebellion because they've been silenced for so long. Yeah. So like, look at inverse, look at the metaphor. And like Ashley also has this thing about daisies. Daisies are kind of like a recurring theme in her life. Whenever something is, whenever she has a sign or when things are good, she yeah. sees daisies. So that also plays into Yep. Daisy tattoo. Yep. She has that fart and then she has the fresh and da daisies are fresh. They're fl florals. Every that's a sign of good things coming. So that's also playing into her core message. So I want you to think about metaphors and your inverse. And I think that's going to be where you yeah. can find that creative concept. Yeah. Sure. No, that's really good. 
even with the, the flowers for me, like we even kind of said, like, don't give farts, give flowers. Because you give flowers when you're building a relationship. Like flowers are a sentimental thing. And I am all about relationships too. So that was another piece that kind of came in of like, you have to build relationships in marketing. You can't just fart and dart. People and yeah, people don't want just what you're offering. They want to know yeah. who you are and why you're offering it. And the other thing too about the flowers that, that I thought of when I first was talking this through with Ashley, it still stinks if you just spray something floral after you farted. Yeah. Unless you've actually like cleared the air and started fresh, the floral scent's not going to do you any good in covering up something that stinks. So that's, that's another thing about, you know, really taking that concept and blowing it up with a metaphor into a bigger message. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Whitney, for you, when I was thinking of loud and rebellious, especially because I know you are a Christian and I know like your heart and everything, I literally thought of a mountain, like yeah. on the top of a mountain shouting, right? Because I think a lot of these women that you're also working with, they feel like they're shouting into the void. Mm -hmm. Right. But here's the thing. If you're up on a mountain, a lot of people like to shout into the void. But if you just turned around, you would notice there's a whole bunch of people on the mountain with you. And you can just turn around and speak to them. You're still on the mountain, but you're but you're speaking to them, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's where my image went when I was thinking of like, ooh, like a rebel, like a rebellious and loud. It's like you're 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 leading the pack, like you're going to the top of the mountain. But the thing about it is. You have to, when you get to the top of the mountain, the, the view is important, yes, but you have to turn around and look at the people who helped you get there, too. Yeah, right? like totally. Them there. So that's yeah. where my mind went when you were talking about that. And, and then, of course, mountains are very, very, you know, like Christian. Like, I think of a lot of mountains mm -hmm. with Christians, right? Like, you, you have more faith than a mustard seed, you mount all that. Like, that's kind of where my mind went. I don't know if that correlates to you. And I'm also yeah. a mountain girl, but. Yeah. That's my mind went. actually went to the roller derby. <laughs> And I have no idea why, because I was not in the roller derby. I wanted to be so bad because I used to be a car hop at Sonic and I skated for five years. But I always think about the roller derby and they were just like badasses, right? And they're usually like in bright clothes and their hair is crazy. Yeah, there's probably something there. But I really like what Katie said about also the inverse because not even my ideal client that feels paralyzed and suffocated by the opinions of others and being shut down. You can't just like yell and scream at them and be ranty all the time, right? Like it doesn't just serve me to always be like yelling in their face. Like it's like with your farts and flowers, like sometimes they don't need just like ranty loud Whitney. And it's like when she said, what are they want? What do I want them to feel after they engage with me and my brand? The first word that came to me was empowered, but I like, I actually hate that word, but I, I wrote it down because I'm like, I just need to find the synonym that I don't like empowered, but that's what I want them to feel. I want them to feel like, Oh, I can be ranty too. Like I, it's like, I want to be the leader. Like, heck yeah, you can be ranty too. Like you can rant about whatever it is in your industry. So the inverse thing was really cool. Yeah. I want them to feel empowered. I'll find my word for that. And how do I lead the way in that? I don't know how the roller derby pay, plays into that, but I'm assuming they have a team captain, but that's what I feel like. Right. Like I'm like, dude, we're going to go out here and like kick some ass. I'm also <laughs> thinking about the kind of like I, there's a music video I can just see it where the woman is walking away from the house and it's on fire but she feels like totally badass because she just like flipped the match and now the whole thing yeah. is blaze. oh you're talking about waiting to exhale I don't, is, the, I don't. is it the one with Angela Bassett oh anyways there's one where she sets her husband's like clothes on fire and like the scene for the movie is she's just walked away and it's all ablaze behind her because he yeah. cheated and she was like I'll just burn yeah. shit something, something like big and flame yeah. totally yeah, because that's my thing. Burn it all down. Flame is water. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing, right? Because it's like I'm burning down the constructs that kept me. I, I literally had a, a, I'll call it a consult or a sales call on Monday with a woman that said, like, she said, you know, last year when you really started speaking up, she said, I was, I'm not going to lie. She said, I was really triggered by the way you were showing up on social media. And then she said, after I processed it, she said she realized the thought she was having. At first it was like, wait, what? And then she said later after watching me, she was like, oh, wait, you can just say that out loud? Like, I could just say these things? Like, she was watching me almost like, and then she said to me, I literally just watched you to see, like, if you were just going to, if your whole business was going to crash and burn because of the way you were showing up. 
and people were coming for you. And she was like, and you did it and you just stood strong. And now you're like making all this money. And then she was like, oh my God, like I can just be like that. I can just say those things. And that's what women come to me for is permission. I'm like, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. So I love that fire and then the water. Love that too. And I even think of that too, like, again, because you do specifically work with like Christian women and, and you're Christian, right? So yeah. that when I think of fire, you know, beauty from ashes, right? Like, and yeah. when I think of the fire, the burning bush, I think of, you know, things have to be sometimes burnt down. And here's another thing that came to mind. I'm getting deep real quick. I know I'm like burn it. Oh, A lot of the time fire isn't our fault. Like fire yeah. is an accident, right? Yeah. Like no one intentionally burns down a house, right? So a lot of times fire is an accident, but it needs to happen in order to rebuild. So they have to let go, right? Like it needs to be burned down, but no one will just intentionally burn it down. Yeah. And the other just, you just said something right there when you were like, fires are usually an accident. And then I was like, okay, where are we going with this? And then you were like, but sometimes, it needs to be burned down. Mm -hmm. And I wrote down scared. People are scared. They're scared of fire. They're scared of the thoughts and opinions of others. They're scared. Their upbringing is like keeping them suffocated. They're scared. They're terrified to burn it down. So I'm basically telling them like, no, burn it down. It's fine. Like they're yeah. looking for permission to burn down. Cause that's what we're doing. We're burning down the constructs, the opinions, the belief systems, the ideologies, the theology, the things that aren't serving them. They're burning it down. I'm like, they come to me and I'm like, girl, we're burning it all down. I have all something down. with you for water just came to my mind. We had a bonfire the other night. My husband will not burn a bonfire unless the hose is down there. Mm -hmm. He's like, I need this water in case it gets out of control. You are almost kind of like the, 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 the water. I'm like, like I'm here. I'm yeah. here. When, like, yeah. So I'm going to guide this. Right. Yes. right. And you talk about it too. Fire has two, two things. Fire is either good and intentional, or like Ashley said, it's accidental. When we light a candle for like religious ceremonies, it's a good thing. When we light it for in weddings, it's a unity thing. We're working together. We light the candle. Yes. That's good symbolism. Whereas a bonfire or you're burning it all down, that's not necessarily a good thing. So fire can be both. Mm -hmm. But what happens when you're trying to put something out, you suffocate it. If it doesn't have oxygen, that's how you put the fire out. You literally suffocate it. Yeah. So your people may be feeling suffocated and they are the flame and you are the flood, like fire and flood. Yeah. I love this concept. This is really great. There was one other thing I wanted to say to you, Whitney, and then we're going to, we're going to end this, but yeah. one of the other things was a lot of the times the fear and I think it might've been George who said this on a call. It might've been, I'm not sure. Maybe it was uncle Jeffy. I don't remember, but they basically said the same outcome for fear and faith are the same. They're both unknown. Yeah. Fear <clears throat> and faith have the exact same outcome. They're both unknown. And I love that you have this Christian spin on your, you know, this Christian background, this Christian identity in your coaching, because you are trying to be like, get over the fear and step into faith. Yeah. Because they're both unknown, but you're over here in the fear and the fire and you're afraid you're going to get suffocated. But if you go into the faith, like it's okay. They're both unknown, but you yeah. need to do this unknown. So yeah. that comes to my mind too. When you're yeah. Talking. That's amazing. I think, and I think too, it's like Katie said, yeah, just in my last point, cause we're going to wrap this up when she said, I think the client is the flame and it's not getting any oxygen. Like it's being suffocated. They're doing, they're, allowing the opinions of others, it's cutting off all oxygen to their flame. So I think like what Ashley said, they're terrified of it. They think the fire is bad. They need to put it out. And I'm over here like throwing gasoline on it. I'm like, no, like light it up. And I think that's the thing is they think they're, they've been told their fire is bad, put it out. And so they're trying to put it out. And I'm like, no girl, throw gasoline on that thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the water or the confines, that's what keeps it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have the water, right? I'm like, I'm here. Like Ashley said, this isn't going to get out of hand. I know it's scary. I have the water. That's why I'm the guy. I have it. I, we will, this thing will be exactly how it's supposed to be. It will not get out of control. I am here. Like I've got you. I am the water. Yeah. I can totally see. And that's a creative concept right there. 